Tree rocks, but bluegrass rules. You're tuned in to the Bluegrass Jam on CHMA 106.9 in Sackville, New Brunswick, and on Tantramar Community Radio, CFTA 107.9 in Cumberland, Westmoreland. Now, here's the host of the Bluegrass Jam, Wilson Moore. Hello, folks. Welcome to another program of Bluegrass, old-time music and news here on CHMA 106.9 on your dial in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the marshes. This is program number 1752 on CHMA in Sackville, where you can hear the Bluegrass Jam every Sunday morning at 8. And it's program number 654 on CFTA 107.9, your Tantamar Community Radio Station in Amherst, Nova Scotia, where you can hear the Bluegrass Jam every Sunday evening at 6 and repeated Thursday evening at 6. Getting on with the Bluegrass side of country music, International Women's Day is occurring on Friday, March the 8th. So we are going to feature some ladies on the program this week, starting off with the first lady of bluegrass music, the late Hazel Dickens. Hazel passed away in April of 2011 at the age of 75, and she's one of the pioneering women in bluegrass. So we're going to hear Hazel Dickens sing one of her own compositions, and she has a friend, Alice Gerard, helping out singing harmony, and the song is Mama's Hand. Just a few old clothes that had made the rounds I knew I was leaving a lot of things that were good But I thought I'd make a break while I still could As I look back to wave once more To Mama She knew I'd never be your little girl no more She was drifting back to another time When she was young and hoped to find A better life than what her mama's had been And it was hard to let go of mama's hand
run-down shack a home A dream that really died for it was born But she pulled us through the hardest time And made us hold her head up high A gift we'd carry with us all You just heard two of the pioneering women in bluegrass, Hazel Dickens and Alice Gerard. Alice Gerard is still with us. Hazel Dickens has had a bridge named after her in West Virginia from where she grew up in the hard times and the coal mining areas there. And that bridge is in Mercer County, West Virginia. It's over the Bluestone River. And it's named the Hazel Dickens Memorial Bridge. And that was done in the year 2019. One of the other early ladies in old-time country music is Maybelle Carter. Maybelle Carter was involved in what they call the Big Bang in country music back in 1927 in Bristol, Virginia, or Tennessee, whichever side of the street you happen to be on, when recordings of country music took place. So we're going to hear from Maybelle Carter on the program now from a live performance when Maybelle was recorded at Newport, Rhode Island, at the Newport Folk Festival in 1963. So we're going to hear an introduction by Bill Clifton, who was a resident of the area where the Carters came from, up in Mesa Spring, Virginia. And we'll go to that live show here now. Back in the 20s, as many of you are probably familiar with, uh, there were two major elements of guitar playing that came out. Uh, Victor record people came to and hear A.P. Carter tell their story was very interesting because he said it with a great deal of pride. There were so many people that came to the Bristol Hotel to interview for the Pier, Ralph Pier and Victor Records. There were signs out all along through Gate City and uh, through the various back wood sections of Virginia saying that there was going to be a talent scout there. And he said they arrived and they had these old beat-up uh, instruments, uh, Sears Roebuck guitars and so forth, that uh, they were a little bit ashamed because they had uh, all the rest of the people arrived all dressed up in costumes and the way they performed and so forth. And uh, the Carter family had never performed except locally uh, around home. And they went up the fire escape so they wouldn't have to go through the main lobby. 
And uh, <coughs> what they produced was the most unique sound uh, that had been produced for records to that time. And Jimmy Rogers, incidentally, was the other talent that was given an opportunity to record at that time. And his guitar style was still different. But May Maybell guitar, uh, Maybell Carter's guitar, <laughs> I could call that very easily, I think, uh, is is more than one guitar. It's uh, several guitars, and I'm going to ask her to do uh, several different types of songs. She plays uh, three or a roll style, which in three quarter time, and uh, various things which I find extremely difficult to uh, even imagine how it's done. We can fire questions at her as we go along. Uh, they started in the 20s, as I say, and her guitar style probably has been the most unique, uh, uh, inventive method of guitar playing, flat pick style as well as the, the finger roll style that has come out of the uh, 30s, 20s, 30s, and the 40s, in fact, to date. And many of us, uh, including myself, were influenced very strongly by this guitar, and uh, I had nobody to teach guitar where I lived, and there was nobody that played a guitar. And uh, I stayed home listening to Carter Family Records until I could figure out something about what was going on. So let's ask uh, Maybell Carter to come up and show us some of these things. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I'd like to try to do the first number that we recorded in Bristol, Tennessee in 1927 called The Weeping Willow. to be the first number that we ever recorded and when I walked in that studio I had no more idea of making a record than anything in the world so in about 10 minutes uh, later they play it back to me which 
you know, was a real big thrill to hear yourself singing. But uh, as I say, that was in 1927, the second day of August. I'll never forget it. Well, that was the late Maybell Carter, Mother Maybell. She's better known as. She passed away in October of 1978 at the age of 69. And she was from Mesa Spring, which is now known as Hilton's, Virginia. And that's where the old Carter family fold is still in operation. And there's still a general store there, A.P. Carter's General Store, for the public to visit while they're attending the Saturday night shows at the Carter Fold. The mother, Maybell, was married to Ezra Carter. That was A.P. Carter's brother. And her cousin, Sarah, married A.P. Carter. AP had the general store in Mesa Spring, and that's still there for the public to enjoy. So that's a little bit of information about the late Maybell Carter. Well, there was another death in the bluegrass world this past week or so. Actually, on February 21st, Ronnie Stoneman. She was the banjo player with the group called the Stonemans. Used to see her on Hee Haw. She was one of the banjo players on that television show. And she died on February 21st at the age of 85. And Ronnie was the youngest of Ernest and Hattie Stoneman's 23 children. And Ernest Stoneman was known as Pop in the Stoneman family band. And I used to see the Stoneman family band on the first old black and white television that I had back in the early 60s, sitting in the corner on some metal legs with a T-strap fastened to the wall. There used to be a program there called Let's Sing Out, and they often had the Stonemans as special guests on that program, and that's where I first became aware of the Stoneman family band. So we're going to hear from the Stoneman family band now on the Bluegrass Jam. There were three daughters in that band, Ronnie was one of them, and she spells her name R-O-N-I. She was the banjo player. Her sister Patsy played auto harp, and she passed away in 2015. And the other sister, Donna, played mandolin, and she is still with us. So we're going to hear from those three daughters here now, from a 2009 recording done on the Patuxent record label down in Maryland. And the tune they're going to do is a tune that's named after their brother, who was a fiddle player in the original Stoneman family band, named Scotty Stoneman. And they call it Scotty's Bow.
Well, that was an instrumental called Scotty's Bow, done by the three Stoneman Daughters. And on the next uh, item on the program, we're going to hear from some of the original Stoneman family on a long play recording. So the Stoneman family were originally from Virginia, down near the Washington, D.C. area. And they were also involved in the 1927 recording session in Bristol, Virginia, or Tennessee, along with the Carters and a few other folks. Now, Pop Stoneman passed away in 1963 at the age of 76. So in this Stoneman family tune we're going to hear, which was recorded in the early 1960s, I believe, we're going to hear Pop Stoneman do the auto harp work, Donna playing mandolin, Ronnie the banjo, and the brother Scotty is playing the fiddle on another instrumental called Lonesome Banjo. Some of the original Stoneman family there with daughter Ronnie, who just passed away playing the banjo. And as we mentioned earlier, she was the youngest of 23 children in the Stoneman family. And a little bit of history about them from what I was able to determine. Pop Stoneman and the Stoneman family lost everything in the Depression, and he didn't resurface with the family in tow until 1947. And they sang and played in different places until eventually settling on the group name called the Stonemans in 1962. And they won a number of television talent competitions and used to be on the Arthur Godfrey television show, the Talent Search Program. And they played the Grand Ole Opry and they eventually ended up in Nashville in 1966. And that's where they were from that point onward. And just as a matter of interest... Ronnie played a Gibson RB250 bow tie model banjo right up until the end. And she had three unsuccessful marriages, and two of her husbands were partners in her little business, or in her entertainment business. And folks called her the First Lady of the Banjo, which is a title bestowed on her by the music industry in Nashville. So that's a little bit of information about the Stonemans and the late Ronnie Stoneman. Going to hear from the current queen of bluegrass, Rhonda Vincent. 
Rhonda Vincent came up through the ranks. She worked hard, and she's still working hard. And she deserves the title of the Queen of Bluegrass. And here's a song by Rhonda Vincent called What Ain't to Be Just Might Happen. What ain't to be just might happen, and that's true, I guess. And we're continuing on with some ladies in bluegrass on the program this week, since International Women's Day is on Friday, March the 8th. Going to hear from Wilma Lee Cooper. Wilma Lee Cooper is a member of the Bluegrass Hall of Fame down in Owensboro, Kentucky. She passed away in the year 2011 at the age of 90. And used to see her on the Grand Ole Opry television shows, on the Nashville Network when that was being carried on television. 
She married Stoney Cooper in 1941, and Wilma Lee in the early days was a member of the Leary family band. And Wilma Lee's maiden name was Leary. And in 1941, or just previous to that, they added Stoney Cooper to their band, and Wilma Lee eventually married Stoney Cooper in 1941. So, here's Wilma Lee Cooper with a song called Daisy a Day. Gives her a daisy a day. 
Price Sisters now. The Price Sisters are twins. They were originally from Ohio, and I saw them one time, as you mentioned in an earlier program, down in Litchfield, Maine, at the Blisted Fingers Bluegrass Festival, when they were there with their mother. They were filling in for a band that was unable to perform at the festival, and these were special guests. So the twins have grown up. But we're going to hear from one of their recordings now, with Leanna Price playing fiddle and Lauren playing mandolin, and they call this tune Rabbit in the Rosebush.
Well, that was Rabbit in the Rosebush, done by the Price Sisters. And we're going to hear from one of the Price Sisters on the next item on the program. We're going to hear from a young fella whose name is Wyatt Ellis. And he's getting lots of attention down in the U.S. now in the bluegrass world. He's from East Tennessee, and he's 14 years of age. But he's been getting attention from the bluegrass world down there since he was the age of 12. And he plays the mandolin. So we're going to hear a tune here now featuring Wyatt Ellis with Lauren Price as a guest. And this is a tune called Wild Wood. That was a young fellow, 14 years of age, named Wyatt Ellis, with Lauren Price, a special guest. And this recording was done in East Tennessee in a recording studio called the Tractor Shed. And that is a state-of-the-art recording studio housed in a converted tractor shed on the former property owned by the late Grandpa Jones. Another little bit of trivia there, I guess. And on this recording, Michael Cleveland was a special guest on the fiddle. So we're going to hear more from this Wyatt Ellis guy. He's only 14 years of age now, but we're going to hear more from him in the bluegrass world in the near future, I would say. We're going to hear next 
from Karina Rose Logston. She's the fiddle player with the High Fidelity Band. In fact, she's the wife of Jeremy Stevens, and Jeremy and Karina Rose are the leaders of that band. So we have a recording here done by Karina Rose Logston with some of her fiddle tunes. This is also on the Patuxent record label from Maryland. She has Dave McLaughlin, a special guest on mandolin. Dave McLaughlin used to be with the Johnson Mountain Boys. Karina Rose's husband, Jeremy, is going to play guitar. And their banjo player, the high-fidelity banjo player's name is Kurt Stevenson. He's playing banjo. And we don't usually see Kurt Stevenson with this group when they're touring around because he is a doctor at the hospital in Nashville and he can't travel with them very much because they need him down there looking after some patients. So here's Karina Rose Logston with a fiddle tune called Smoky Mountain Rag. was Karina Rose Logson, great fiddle player in the High Fidelity Band, one of the best traditional bluegrass bands in bluegrass these days. 
You're listening to the Bluegrass Jam, which is a program of bluegrass, old-time music, and news. Your host is Wilson Moore. This program accepts requests, as you all know, and we are happy to hear from some of our listeners every once in a while with requests. And if there's anything else you'd like to talk about as well regarding bluegrass or old-time music, the Bluegrass Hotline number is 902-667-9629. This program was pre-recorded in the studios of CFTA and Amherst for presentation at this time. We're going to hear next from the Lady of Tradition. That's Lorraine Jordan and her band Carolina Road. And here's a song called Song of the French Broad. tradition. She's carrying the torch to keep traditional bluegrass music alive. It's time to look at the Bluegrass Bulletin Board. And on Wednesday, March the 6th, at the Arts and Entertainment Center at the Amherst Center Mall from 6 to 9 p.m., the Border Town Jam will be taking place as usual. Cover charge of $5 for that. Then on Saturday, March the 9th, 
There's music at the mall from 1 to 3 p.m. Lost Highway will be the group front and center on Saturday afternoon. Lost Highway consists of Ian Holmes, Debbie Davis, Jim Steele, and Brian Davis. And Jerry Metz will be along as well. So there's a cover charge of $10 for that. And that's on Saturday, March the 9th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Arts and Entertainment Center, Amherst Center Mall. There's a jam session in Oxford at the Capitol Theater on Main Street at 7 p.m. on Friday, March the 8th. And there's an open mic at the Hall in Parsbro on Friday, March the 15th at 7 p.m. Contact person there is Patricia Burke at 902-297-4845. The Truro and Area Bluegrass Jam will be held on Saturday, March the 10th from 1 to 7 p.m. in the afternoon at 66 East Court Road in Truro. And those jams are held every couple of weeks. The next one would be on March the 30th on a Saturday afternoon as well. So the schedule at La Paison Restaurant in St. Antoine, New Brunswick for their Saturday afternoon shows. The next one is on Saturday, March the 9th. The Bluegrass Diamonds are going to be there from 4 until 7 in the afternoon. And there's a fiddle jam every last Monday of the month at St. Antoine as well, at the Golden Age Club over there. Those fiddle jams take place at 7 p.m. the last Monday of every month. Everyone is welcome, and Norm Bro is the person to call if you have any questions at 506-525-2539. And there's going to be another Island Jubilee on Sunday, March the 10th, at 2 o'clock in Charlottetown at the Florence Simmons Performance Hall. And you can order tickets or show up at the door. For ordering tickets, the telephone number would be 1-888-311-9090. Or on your computer, visit www.islandjubilee.com. And there's going to be an event in Summerside again this year when Joe, Casey, and Eleanor will be hosting an event at the Quality Inn and Suites, Garden of the Gulf on the weekend of March 22nd and 23rd. And this is going to be an open mic type of weekend with a lot of jamming going on. There's going to be a house band there featuring Joe Casey, Fraser Martin, the good fiddler, Gordon Hubley, Julie Boudelier, Mark Boudelier, and Kevin Baker from Nova Scotia. And there's going to be more bands for the Saturday show. So there's a weekend package available for this event. And you can get more information by phoning 902-436-2295. So this is the 22nd year that Joe and Eleanor have been involved in these events, and the next one's going to be in Summerside on March 22nd and 23rd. So I guess that's all we're going to talk about on the Bluegrass Bolton Board this week. We're going to get on to some more music here, and we're going to hear from Delia Bell and Bill Grant. These people have both passed away now. But they were from Oklahoma, and they were certainly good musicians, and they had a few recordings on the go, and we're going to hear a song from one of those here now, featuring Delia Bell and Bill Grant. It's called Sad Situation. Well, I've known some sad situations before and I faced a lot of temptation before Yes, I've known others like you With a heart made of stone And by now I guess I 
just because I'm so blue It's a sad situation Cause I'm still loving you Delia Bell and Bill Grant, Sad Situation, the name of that song, and there's a lot of sad situations taking place in the world these days. Going to hear from one of the daughters of bluegrass now, the only Canadian daughter of bluegrass, and that's Janet McGarry. She was a member of the Daughters of Bluegrass that the late Dixie Hall put together down in Tennessee. So here's Janet McGarry, who is also involved in this Island Jubilee event that we just told you about on Prince Edward Island. Janet's going to sing us a song called Wearing the Blues. I've still got my pride and I know how to hide That I'm still wearing the blues I'm wearing the blues But you can't hardly see These old familiar hand-me-downs that you put back on me It's all that I can do to carry me through 
Janet McGarry. Since this is the week of International Women's Day, there was another lady who was not involved in bluegrass music, but she should have prominent mention for International Women's Day. Her name was Amelia Earhart, and she was a lady who was attempting to fly around the world, I think it was, and didn't make it. And she's been in the news recently because they think they found some of the plane wreckage from her airplane that crashed when it ran out of fuel. And they're not sure if they're going to try to retrieve some of the wreckage or just leave it there at this point. So Charlie Waller is going to sing us a song about this lady, Charlie Waller and the Country Gentleman, and it's called Amelia Earhart.
my story of that awful tragedy Afraid that she might fly home safe again Or in years to come though others blaze a trail across the sea We'll never forget Amelia and her plane Well, folks, I guess that wraps up the Bluegrass Jam for this week. This is your program host, Wilson Moore, on behalf of Ron Bickle, our producer. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we invite you back again next week, of course. Same time, same station, for more bluegrass, full-time music and news on the Bluegrass Jam. Have a great week, folks. This is Hannah, and you're listening to CHMA, 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. It might not feel like a summer yet, but it's time to get ahead with garden planning. Join the Moving Forward Coop on March 10th from 1.30pm to 3pm for a seed planting party, where we will be led by knowledgeable local gardener, Christina de Kroon, to start our seedlings for the year. Whether you're a seasoned gardener looking for some company while you plant or a beginner hoping to start your first garden, all are welcome. Just bring your own seeds and any questions that you might have. Potting soil and trays will be provided. It is pay what you can 